Are you looking for a way to deepen your prayer life and faith this Advent season? A Contemplative Las Posadas by Bill Snyder is a novena that offers reflections based on the traditional Mexican devotion that reenacts the journey of Saint Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The ecclesiastically approved devotional is available for purchase for only $4.99 on our website, patchworkheart.org, or emailing info at patchworkheart.org. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Hungry for More. I'm your host, Al Smith, the Pipe Padre, and I want to welcome you to, of course, the Advent season. We are celebrating a very beautiful time of the year where we're focusing in on the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into the world, that great feast of Christmas. And uh, we all want to become more Christ-centered. I think when we ask uh, our friends and family members to say, what do you want most? And I think many of them say, I want to improve my relationship with Christ. And so uh, today on the show, uh, we're going to put Jesus at the center of our lives. We have uh, a well-known, world-renowned author joining us on the program, uh, Dr. Raul, all the way from the Philippines. And uh, may, many of you may have heard of the Jesus-Centered Life Conference that's coming up uh, and it's going to be held at the beginning of December. And we're going to be talking about a great conference and uh, much, much more. So uh, let us begin with prayer as we always do. And we'll ask for the intercession of St. Teresa of Avila. So I'll have my producer, Kent, bring up this beautiful prayer on the screen. And so please join me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience untames all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love those words of St. Teresa of Avila, especially in these trying times of COVID and uh, so much unrest, let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. So anyway, I want to bring on to the screen my new friend, uh, Dr. Raul Nidoy. And um, again, all the way from the Manila, Philippines, um, 
Of course, Dr. Raul has uh, many credits to his name, I think too long for me to list. Uh, I introduced him as a world-class author. And uh, again, I think his book is starting to uh, receive uh, a world acclaim. I know uh, Dr. Scott Hahn and many others have endorsed his latest book, uh, Jesus-Centered Life. And uh, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the book today and the upcoming conference, but I want to welcome you, Dr. Real, to Hungry for More. Thank you for inviting me. And hi to everybody there listening in Canada and all over the world. Hi. Oh, we're, it's great to have an international audience. And uh, we were touched when, uh, of course, our good friends at uh, EWT and Asia Pacific uh, have been featuring a number of our broadcasts and they've been well received because the gospel is something for the whole world. And uh, we're here to share the gospel tonight. So um, Dr. Raul, I'm, um, my Tagalog isn't perfect. And so um, again, my, uh, you know, apologies if I don't pronounce your name or some of the speakers names correctly, but uh, my mother and father gave me, made it very easy, Smith, is a very simple name. And uh, I can tell you, when they named my 11 brothers and sisters, uh, they kept it simple. You know, Mark, Steve, <laughs> David, Al, Rita, Heather. So it was, uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming uh, Jesus-Centered Life Conference. And um, many people are starting to see the promotional ads on Facebook and social media. Um, tell us a little bit about the conference and how it was an idea of uh, PEREF and uh, the organizations you're involved with. Uh, give us a little bit of background information about the conference, its formation, and the people uh, that have helped you a great deal over the last few weeks. Okay. The, um, <clears throat> the conference is inspired from the uh, messages of the three popes of the new millennium, starting with John 4.2. You know, uh, the, the past century was one of the most evil centuries of history. We had the uh, sexual revolution, the communist uh, massacres, and uh, well, John 4.2 was chosen by God to help us leave behind the century and start anew. In fact, uh, the message that he gave at the beginning of the new millennium is to start afresh from Christ. I think that's very, very important. I mean, he, he in fact, came up with a strategic plan. I mean, I don't know if people realize it, but perhaps it's the first time that uh, a strategic plan for a millennium was ever made. And he called it the uh, a program for the millennium and for all ages. And of course, a strategic plan has priorities no? and uh, so that we can focus and not be bothered by so many other things we have to do. And the priority that he gave is uh, Jesus Christ at the center, who is to be known, loved, and imitated. And the thing is, he said that uh, uh, Jesus Christ has emphasized that uh, Without me, you can do nothing. And therefore, prayer is the priority. Hmm. And then came uh, Benedict XVI, who said, you know, he wrote, in fact, wrote three books about Jesus Christ. Again, the first time in history that three whole books were written by a pope. 
and um, and then he said in the first volume everything depends and then think about those words now everything in the world depends on our intimate friendship with Jesus Christ those are tremendous astounding words and it's like he has in fact uh, simplified the solution to the world's problems uh, and okay benedict the 16th well you, some people have focused more on what he said there the balcony but in fact his first words to the cardinal electors uh, uh, in in fact, involved us because he said all together pastors and faithful. So it's not just for a message for the uh, electors, but pastors and faithful uh, to work together for the uh, eternal mission, which is to lead humanity to an encounter with Jesus Christ. So it is a mission that is not just for one day, it is or for one pontificate. It's really for all times, and that's that helps us focus. Um, and then um, also during this pandemic, uh, you know, the dramatic scene there at the St. Peter's Square, his message was uh, to go to the Lord, that uh, embracing the Lord uh, uh, casts off fear and gives us hope. This is the solution given by the popes. And therefore, uh, we Catholics, who tried to follow Jesus Christ, who was very obedient, I think it's important that we obey because that is how St. Peter huh, uh, caught the myriads of uh, numberless number of fish. Right? I mean, that is the way to catch the world. No? It's to obey, to follow the steps of what the popes have been telling us. So that is the main inspiration. Uh, it is to be aligned with the Pope, so are basically aligned with what Jesus Christ, which I keep on repeating. It's in my, it's the header of my book. I mean, the other thing there is, uh, this conference was, uh, the immediate genesis is a book that was mentioned by Alan earlier. The title is Jesus-Centered Guide to the Happiest Life. Um, I just, just published uh, recently by my organization, Parents for Education Foundation. And of course, it has those reasons that I've mentioned, you know, the popes. Um, and uh, at the top of that, uh, at the very top of the cover are the words, only one thing is necessary. I don't know if you can see it there in your screen, but at the very top, there's only one thing is necessary, Jesus. So. It has two meanings. It means these are words of Jesus, and also it, the only thing necessary is Jesus himself. Uh, because he said it to Martha, was very busy, you know, doing so many things, and told, well, only one thing is necessary. That's what Mary was doing. So we have to bring back to the world this, I would call it the bold message of Jesus Christ. He's telling the world, oh, I am the only thing necessary. Please, uh, you're so busy with so many things. Please focus on me because I am the only Savior. And um, as he said there in our conference uh, page, uh, he, uh, he is the only Savior and the joy of all hearts. A beautiful phrase from Second Vatican Council. And it's the truth. 
So it's, uh, we are during a time of depression, of anxiety, of uh, I don't know what, uh, even conflict. We need the joy of all hearts at all times. Yes. And uh, I love what you had said when you quoted the scriptures, without me, you can do nothing. I think that is something that I, um, you know, hang my hat on every day. I remind myself, without Christ, I can do nothing. I can do nothing. Sometimes I think I have the power to do everything. But really, when I unite my life to Christ, we can do great things, great things. And so um, now what I love that uh, this conference will do for so many people is that uh, it's important that we network with like-minded people, come together, listen to stories. And uh, when I was looking at the website, I saw how you've brought together, um, I think it's almost 75 speakers right now, and it's, it's growing every day, the list of speakers uh, that are being featured at this conference. And I know that uh, many of the speakers like myself have pre-recorded talks and have made our contribution to uh, the body of work, which is the conference. And uh, again, I am just blessed to listen to some of these stories. There's already a few videos that have been pre-released and to hear the witnesses of these people of how Christ has blessed them because they simply put him at the center and all things were added to them. And uh, we know that beautiful scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. So uh, it's beautiful to hear these testimonies. And so uh, again, uh, a lot of these names, you know, I'm familiar with some of the North American, um, you know, uh, speakers, of course, Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers, uh, Steve Ray, um, you know, I, again, these are people that I share the stage with in North America. And, uh, but there's names there, of course, from the Philippines that I haven't heard of, but I'm sure they're the Steve Ray of the Philippines and the, uh, the many good stories. So maybe you could uh, give us a little bit of, um, uh, you know, um, I guess a little bit of a who's who, like introduce some of these speakers to us. Because uh, a lot of us are wondering, you know, what are, what are, what's their background? What are they going to be speaking on? Uh, just to kind of give us a little bit more of, a, I guess, a, a sneak peek of what we can expect when we sign up for the conference. Yeah, I just like to comment before that, uh, that when you were showing, flashing on the screen, the faces of the speakers, I was quite moved myself because I, I realized that this is the new evangelization that John Paul II wanted for his church. It's not just priests who are talking about Jesus Christ. So you and I, we are not priests. And then this host of speakers, right? I mean, it's it's amazing. I, mean, I was just amazed uh, when you're, because uh, this is really a lay, uh, well, the, the whole church is 99.9% lay. And the, the greatest calling of the Second Vatican Council, I mean, that is what John Paul II said, and Pope Paul VI said it's like the essential or the, uh, the like the key uh, teaching is the universal call to holiness and to apostolate, and everybody's called to be an apostle. So, yeah, there, uh, regarding the uh, Filipino speakers, uh, we have uh, two persons who are uh, very special for me. Uh, they are Dr. Bernardo Villegas and uh, 
Dr. Jesus Estanislao. Uh, they're special for me because I am a member of Opus Day, and they were the first uh, Filipino um, uh, members here in the Philippines. Uh, they started Opus Day here in the Philippines, and uh, they are also very important in Philippine society because they were Harvard graduates. They were one of the first, uh, perhaps seven <laughs> uh, uh, Harvard or economists who were here in the country in 1964. And they have uh, started uh, a think tank. It's called uh, Center for Research and Communication. It's quite, uh, it's very prestigious here. And it's become a university, which is called the University of Asia and uh, Pacific. Um, and um, the um, yeah, and and they they're talking about uh, two things that are very much in their heart. One is Dr. Villegas is uh, talking about uh, loving Christ in the pool, uh, because um, and then the other person is uh, Dr. Estanislao talking about changing the world and uh, changing the world through uh, uh, our social action. Uh, and those are very important things for Christians to do because our tendency in the past is just okay or just our prayer life and that's it no? so or and uh, uh, but then in reality we are really called to uh, transform society and help the poor people and to find Christ there uh, so I would say that those are two important ones no? and in fact the other thing that uh, can be noted is the uh, the number of young uh, people. Um, the, our conference organizer uh, uh, is Burns Kaasi. He is very young. He's mid-20s. And wow, amazing guy. Uh, he's, uh, you know, all of the millennial uh, work uh, methods. Uh, he's able to invite so many people with us one click and then, uh, and then able to organize things, get things done. So he's invited this um, uh, was a roster of young Filipino evangelists who are well, normal people, <laughs> but then uh, so you can find you can find that. So in the uh, of course there are since it's a family conference we have couples uh, like uh, um, Aldi and Joy Katigbak. They are from one of the biggest. Uh, organizations in the Philippines and also in the world. They have thousands and thousands of uh, members all over the world. Uh, this is called the Couples for Christ. Uh, I suppose you have uh, seen them. Uh, you've heard of the Couples for Christ, those who have Filipino communities, uh, their parishes. Um, and then we have um, Manolo and Marie uh, Escueta. Uh, they are from Ed Child. This is a group that trains parents to raise their kids and uh, also trains the couple to become very loving couples. In fact, uh, they have uh, invented a fantastic uh, method to help parents, which is called family vision. Um, so it helps couples to plan their marriage because they were corporate guys and uh, they knew the power of visioning, of planning, and they have transformed these concepts so that they can help families, and they have really helped so many families. Of course, the other thing that they invented is called the BID, before I do, it's a marriage, uh, sorry, it's beyond I do. It's, uh, 
for for people in marriages that they have uh, to strengthen it further because the foundation of the family is the relationship between the husband and wife so that's fantastic that uh, uh, thing that they have done um and uh who else um well yeah there are there are so many other uh, people there no, who 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 can who, who, but just just go through it and you will find you will find them these uh, speakers yes. yes and uh, again i am um Again, the joy of the Filipino people, it's infectious. And um, again, what, listening to a few of the speakers already, um, you could see that, uh, I guess, in the heart of the Filipino people is a missionary zeal. It's almost like they know to say, I was born to be a missionary. And uh, again, people who leave the Philippines and come to America, come to Canada, uh, go to the United Emirates, um, uh, and I, I think it's United Arab Emirates, they go and they just know we're here in this foreign country, but we're missionaries. And they're going to bring the joy of Christ to uh, those they encounter. So uh, again, your joy is infectious. And so keep uh, just sharing that joy with the world. So thank you. I want to say salamat and uh, you know, <laughs> practice some of my Tagalog. But uh, again, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, I think what I want to, uh, of course, spend a little bit of time on is your book itself. And um, again, it's a, a beautiful collection of prayers and meditations. Um, and again, it's uh, well-named, Jesus-Centered, The Guide to the Happiest Life. And I have to admit that many uh, Catholics, uh, their catechesis is weak at best. Uh, many of them uh, kind of went through the motions, um, almost like having your passport stamped. Uh, they received baptism and then their uh, first Holy Communion with limited instruction. Um, of course, their sacramental preparation for, con for confession, but also then confirmation uh, sometimes is rushed and not very thorough. So uh, many of us have a very um, I guess I want to just say a low level of catechesis and many of us haven't been taught our prayers and devotions and uh, what I love about your book is it pretty well makes up for a lot of deficiency and it has beautiful prayers and meditations It takes you from uh, almost I want to say zero to 60 or you know it just kind of brings you up to speed and I think as you uh, go through your book you start to realize wow the church is rich, it's generous, it's provided us with all these prayers and meditations to uh, help us truly focus in on Christ. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the book. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, it's the idea that was put into your mind years ago, of course, and the book became uh, a reality in 2018. And now, of course, it's being shared uh, at this conference, and of course, through other uh, publishers and distributors. So uh, let's, little talk, let's talk a little bit about the book, because I'm excited about it. And of course, just the list of endorsements that you've received from many well-respected names, it's beautiful. So uh, the, the floor is yours. Please share with us your joy of the book. Yeah. Um, well, okay, there's many ways to talk about it. Um, um, the uh, I, I said that 
really the inspiration is from the popes. Um, but then I've been teaching theology uh, to youngsters and to Filipino uh, fresh uh, freshmen. And I realized the, uh, the amount of ignorance that there is, um, and including from people who come from Catholic schools. And, and you can see that there is really a one-to-one correspondence, almost you could say, between ignorance and moral deviation. Um, and this is very important. I mean, this is uh, in reality the Jesus Christ. One of the key things that He has told us is, "The truth shall set you free." Uh, and uh, you know, there is a priest from the Catechism, which is I'm amazed of, uh, and I think it should be better known. Said that the uh, the principle, the origin, and the principle of all moral deviations is ignorance of God. So this is why at the cover of the book, the back cover uh, of the book, uh, what I say there is our problem is simple. We're lost. That's, that, that, that's the truth. I mean, I'm not simplifying it for the sake of simplifying it, no, but if Jesus Christ said, the truth shall set you free, and Benedict is in love, said, only the truth sets you free. <laughs> and Jesus Christ is the truth. No, then we need to really tell people about Jesus Christ and his truth. So basically the book then is a combination of catechesis and prayer book. So it's like the youth catechism uh, or Leotres' Faith Explained uh, together with uh, a prayer book and together with, uh, I would say, what's the other one? Um, the uh, chicken soup for the soul, if you wish, because for every chapter I try to put in a little story. Um, so, so it's a combination of stories, catechesis, and prayer, uh, because you know the again uh, we have a lot of catechesis, but the main problem that uh, I I don't know if who said it actually, but it's a fantastic uh, analysis of the problem of Catholic education is. Uh, Catholics are catechized, but not evangelized. Uh, and in fact, when uh, I was researching about catechesis, the, the first important guide to catechesis is John Paul II's uh, Catechesis Tredende. He said uh, the ultimate goal is the intimacy and communion with Christ. That is really, but we, people forget it. That it's as if it's just doctrine, doctrine, doctrine that we need. No? But no. Uh, again, the catechism itself, I mean, in the preamble, says doctrine has no other objective but love. But that's so important. Uh, uh, we have to have doctrine that leads us to relate with Christ. So that is like the, uh, uh, I would say, like the principle, like, like the framework of the book. All the time, I try to keep on leading the doctrine to make people deal with Christ and to pray. I mean, um, uh, you know, uh, one of the endorsers is, um, of the book is Tom Likona, and he quotes a British priest um, and uh, who says, his analysis that the Catholics who leave their home and go to college, they leave the faith, many of them leave the faith because of three things. Uh, lack of, of sin, number one is sin, and number two is lack of 
prayer. And number three is lack of relationship with Christ. And of course, number two and three, as Tomli Kona clearly said, is related. Because in fact, the Catechism defines prayer as relationship, as vital relationship with God. So it's basically that. That is, that's the problem of our time. Uh, Catholics are catechized, but they don't have that relationship. But they need guides to lead them to relationship. That's why the, the book contains uh, the prayers of the saints. So beautiful prayers. I mean, we need the best guides. I mean, that's also the other principle I was following in the book. Um, since time is short, we need to find the best prayers. Um, and in fact, other thing that the other insight I found there is uh, I found from uh, from uh, from the catechism uh, on what it means uh, what the best prayer is it says uh, a Christian prayer tries above all to meditate on the mysteries of Christ and it has to go further to uh, knowledge of the love of Christ the contemplation and union with Him so we. In order to live the best life, we need the best prayers. And the best prayers are these, meditating Christ, contemplating Christ. It's Christ-centered prayer. Uh, and John Paul II, John Paul the Great even said the rosary has to be a Christ-centered prayer. Uh, because Mary's life was centered on Jesus Christ. So that's, I, I would say it's, it's such an important message to, and I will, okay, it's just that I, all throughout writing it, I felt that, I don't know, I, uh, I'm not a very superstitious guy, but I felt God actually giving me signs. And, uh, okay, uh, in the previous interview in Parusha, I told them about this. But, uh, but anyway, so those are things that, uh, that I think God wants it. And I'm very happy with the endurance because then says that, okay, this is really what the world needs. Yes. And what we need, uh, most especially, are some field manuals. Uh, the Venerable Archbishop Sheen uh, said so many times that we need maps. And uh, he would mention people that would leave the faith. And of course, Re Bishop Sheen would reach out to them and say, you know, uh, we're missing you at Mass. We're missing you in the community. And one of his um, uh, friends said, you know, don't worry, Bishop Sheen. I haven't thrown away the map. I haven't thrown away the map. And so it's those maps, it's those beautiful prayer books, those uh, you know, little um, guides that have been written by the saints that uh, pull us back. And uh, it is the writings of the saints that have converted many souls. Um, you know, when you hear, especially about reversions, uh, people will say, you know, I read this little book on the saints or a pithy saying, from St. Jose Maria Escriva, or a pithy saying from the Venerable Fulton J. Sheen, but it's those little sayings that somehow touch the heart. Sometimes they touch the mind first, and then it goes to the heart, uh, but it brings them back, brings them back. Uh, I want to read uh, one of the endorsements, and I think this really sums it up beautifully. And um, again, it was from uh, Hal Urban, uh, again, award-winning teacher and the author of Life's Greatest Lessons from the United States of America. And he wrote, he says, I love this book for many reasons. Most important is the author's emphasis on having a personal relationship with Jesus and talking to him often as a friend, 
mentor, and savior. Other reasons I love it, it's easy to read, easy to understand, beautifully organized, and full of great insight on what it means to be a Christian and to pray as one. Don't be intimidated by the length. You'll find wonderful stories, prayers, practical suggestions, and valuable guidance throughout. It's the type of book I'll keep on my desk and read from daily. So uh, to me, that is a great endorsement. And um, again, we need uh, to build our personal libraries. I've been saying this for years and, of course, encouraging everyone to uh, pick up books penned by the saints. Uh, you'll see I always have a few here on my set. And um, I know when I, I pen the book, uh, Lord, Teach Us to Pray, I'm going to give a shameless plug for one of my books here right now. Um, again, I knew that Fulton Sheen was trying to help so many souls to pray well. And so I combed through uh, Bishop Sheen's um, uh, library of books and found all of his writings on prayer. The Our Father, the Mass, the Holy Hour, Stations of the Cross, uh, Meditations on the Eucharist and the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, it's all here in this book, Lord Teach Us to Pray, an anthology. And again, I will be speaking uh, on the Holy Hour and using some content from this book uh, at the conference, the uh, Jesus uh, centered life conference. And so uh, my contribution food to the event is that I'm going to give everybody Fulton Sheen's 10 reasons to make a holy hour, you know, and he gives us 10 good reasons to make a holy hour. And you mention uh, the importance of Eucharistic adoration in your book. And um, again, I knew that uh, Fulton Sheen, uh, again, spent a great deal of time and energy encouraging everyone to make a holy hour. And he uh, not only talked the talk, he walked the walk, for he uh, did not miss his holy hour for 62 years. He never missed a day of making a holy hour. And he made that promise when he was a seminarian. And he kept that promise all through his years of priestly life. And of course, is a great shining example for us to put this uh, holy habit of prayer into our lives. So um, again, thank you for including a whole chapter on um, you know, Eucharistic adoration and meditations in your book. Thank you, doctor, uh, for that. So uh, anyway, uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we have to pay some of our bills. And so we yeah, give everybody a break. So we'll be back on Hungry for More in a few minutes with Dr. Rahul Niboy. I need to <laughs> get it one day. Uh, right. And uh, again, looking forward to having you here on Hungry for More. Hey everyone, it's Anne DeSantis here to tell you about my new online TV show called Journeys in Faith. Thanks to Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio, I'll be interviewing some amazing guests who'll share with all of us their journeys in faith. It's going to be great, and I can't wait for you to be introduced to some truly good people who are working hard to bring deeper faith to others. It's all about relationship with God and living out our mission as intentional disciples. Join me on Fridays, Eastern Time, for Journeys in Faith, 8.30 to 9.30. Subscribe at Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry on both Facebook and YouTube. I'll see you Friday, and have a great week. God bless. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. 
for only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this edition of Hungry for More. I have as my guest today, uh, Dr. Raul. And uh, again, Dr. Raul and I have been talking about uh, the Jesus-Centered Life Conference that's taking place uh, in December. And it's uh, run through our good friends at Smart Catholics. And uh, it's a four-day event. So there's going to be a great opportunity to, um, you know, watch and uh, of course, uh, read and uh, just pray. Again, it is an online community where there'll be a lot of interactive, um, um, you know, t things on the website itself. There's uh, actually events and courses uh, uh, given by a number of experts. So, uh, really looking forward to this blessed event uh, of just bringing like minded people together to uh, share their tips of how they make Jesus the center of their life. And um, uh, I'll put you on the spot here, uh, Dr. Raul. Um, how do you make Jesus the center of your life? I am uh, I think we're all interested, you know, uh, since you are, again, the director <laughs> and, the, um, you know, uh, involved. So uh, give us, again, a few uh, good examples of how you put Jesus at the center of your life. Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, you know, one of the great truths uh, which uh, Pope Francis gave when he was here in the Philippines, and I love it, I etched it in my head, and I told many people about it, that the most important subject in the world is love. And even the most sub uh, more important subject in the university. And then he said this, he said, uh, but what is important in love is not our loving, but allowing ourselves to be loved by God. That's a tremendous teaching, which uh, it's surprising, uh, but precisely because it's surprising, we need to keep on reminding ourselves of it because that means it is not our natural tendency. Our, ten our natural tendency is go, go, go. It's more of me doing things. Right? Uh, but that's what the popes, in fact, have been telling us. And that is why also the other, these are all preambles on the, but I, I think it's important, preambles on what I'm about to say and what I do. Um, uh, what uh, the, uh, uh, Paul Francis also said, the greatest, truest reality is this. And I, uh, I composed this based on all of his writing. He said, Jesus loves me, died for me, is alive and close to me. Uh, according to Peter Drake, this is the uh, summary of everything that exists. Uh, and this is the truth, the greatest, truest reality. That means uh, my first uh, practice uh, is to repeat this, because this is what Pope, uh, Pope Francis said. Is, that is his practical advice. Keep on repeating this and praying this. Jesus loves me, died for me, is alive and close to me. And then the other thing that's connected to this is, uh, in fact, okay, these things that I'm saying are in my talk uh, because my advice is to be based on my life. So um, 
and also my analysis. No? So my, this is my analysis, okay, try to practice it and pass it on. So uh, uh, the other uh, discovery that's very beautiful is from the Catechism. It says, uh, do you know the simplest way of praying always based on the Catechism? Uh, the Catechism says the simplest way of praying always. You know, Jesus Christ said pray always, right? So we need to try to follow it. No? But how do we do it? What's the simplest way of following his command? It's to say the word, it's the, to repeat the name of Jesus. That's a very important teaching of the Catechism. Uh, and I try to live that, no? to keep on saying his, his name. No? Uh, and uh, the... Uh, how do you call that? Uh, the other thing that the Catechism says is tremendous is it's a name that sig it contains the presence that it signifies. It contains Jesus himself when you say it. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, okay, that's the first. And then, uh, of course, the other thing is, you know, I'm a member of Opus Deus. I've said the uh, one other insight because there in my book is from uh, Pope Paul VI. He said uh you know, Jesus Christ he, uh, lived 30 years of his 33 years as an ordinary man and said, uh, this fact allows us to commune with him, to bond with him in the ordinary things. So I'd like to meditate on Jesus playing because he played. You know? he, he, uh, to meditate on Jesus studying or I have pictures of those in my book. Uh, people, uh, Jesus studying, Jesus working. You know? uh, because in reality, he's trying to live his life in us. And when we are studying, we're working, we're talking with people, it is his life. That is, uh, that is his life that he is trying to live in us. Um, and, uh, okay, the other thing is this. Okay, this is, uh, you know, the, um, this is so, this is really the key to my book. Uh, uh, and the key to my book is uh, the teaching of uh, Benedict 16 just before he um, just before he resigned it's like one of his last words I spoke and I think uh, he is such an intelligent man that he plans his steps and I would say that it was planned when he said this because it was his last get together with the priest he said uh, the priest of Rome he said uh, the most essential teaching of the second Vatican Council Okay, just take a grip of that. Uh, you know, the Second Vatican Council is the most important teaching council of our time. I mean, it's really supposed to help us for the rest of the millennia, <laughs> at least for this millennium. Um, and what is the most important essential teaching of that Second Vatican Council? He said, uh, the Paschal mystery as the center of the Christian life and of the Christian view. Oh my God! And I, I, I'm a theologian. I've never heard it until that day when he said that. And I said, "It's my mission to transmit this." So, and um, meditating on that, contemplating that, and studying that, and I have realized that the Paschal mystery is also the center of Jesus' life. If we our life has to be centered on Jesus, then we have to center our life on what Jesus centered his life on. And therefore, our mind has to revolve around that. And the, 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 church, uh, the church, the Roman Catechism, the saints have, in fact, been repeating that. But through the so many 
things that we hear, we tend to, to forget what is central. <laughs> so, um, and the amazing thing um, is this is the one that brings us the greatest joy and the greatest peace and the greatest mental peace during this time of COVID. Um, uh, it's, and then people are ignorant of this fact. And it's, I'm, I'm just quite amazed when I was been meditating. How come people, I hardly hear this in writing or in teaching, but I, I, uh, that's why in Tagalog is which is, um, I'm, I'm like uh, shaking with eagerness to try to spread this thing. Uh, because this is how Jesus, in fact, saves us. And it is what will save us every moment of every day from all of our uh, problems no? and uh, evil tendencies. It is so important. Uh, okay, there are so many things I could say about that, but then um, uh, the practical thing is what Jesus himself told St. Faustina. So he said, what pleases me most is that you meditate on my sorrowful passion and meditate on it frequently. And, and frequently means uh, short intervals. And that means frequently we go to Mass because precisely the Mass is the Paschal mystery. <laughs> it is the Paschal mystery made present. Confession is the Paschal mystery made present. And we have to commemorate, that's the term used by the Catechism, commemorate that central event when we go to the sacraments and with our whole life because our life has to be a Mass. Absolutely. And uh, again, I'm shaking my head going, yes, 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 that's so true. Because what you're sharing is what Fulton Sheen's been sharing for years is to uh, meditate on the passion, unite your suffering to his. Uh, the scriptures say he was like us in all things but sin. He knows what it is to suffer. He knows what it is to work hard, to study, to pray, all of these things. And, of course, he wants to share his joy with us. And, of course, one of his greatest joys is his mother. And, of course, I think of the beautiful words that he said from the cross, woman, behold your son, and to the apostle he loved, behold your mother. Uh, it was at that moment when we became children of Mary and that we were spiritually adopted by her. And, of course, the last words that our Blessed Mother said that were recorded in sacred scripture was, do whatever he tells you. And uh, again, those words echo in my head all day saying, yes, do what he tells you. Uh, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will keep my commandments. So, uh, but you said it right at the very beginning of your opening comments. It's the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name above all other names, the power in that name. And of course, the demons tremble at the name of Jesus. And uh, again, I think, uh, I think of Fulton Sheen, a beautiful story. He was um, ministering to someone in the hospital that was resisting uh, receiving the last rites and uh, the blessing of the church. And uh, Fulton Sheen went up to him and he said, if you could do one favor for me, just say these words, my Jesus mercy, my Jesus mercy. And when he left the hospital, uh, he phoned the nurse and uh, said, you know, if this man needs my help, 
I'll be there. I'll come at a moment's notice. And uh, the man died that evening. And the nurse phoned Fulton Sheen and said, uh, the minute you left the, the hospital room, he started saying those words, my Jesus, mercy, my Jesus, mercy. And so, again, it is the power of that name of Jesus. And uh, a simple um, you know, a uh, little prayer that we can say all day, <laughs> you know, just again, sharing the name of Jesus. So uh, again, very powerful message she gave there, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. Those three points that I mentioned, uh, in fact, are just at, at the beginning of the three points or six points I've mentioned in the, in the talk that you can see there. But uh, while you were talking uh, telling story, I just remember the powerful story that is based there in my book, but it's just to illustrate the power of the passion. Uh, the, there was this murder that was reported in the United States, no? and they investigated it. No? And uh, the police, um, the police uh, made the, this, uh, came to the conclusion it was a suicide. But a few months after, the uh, uh, somebody uh, went to the police station and said, "Well, I did it. I murdered her." And then she he explained why he's now opening up. It says that the Passion of the Christ movie went to town, and uh, he watched it, and he was so moved that he could not continue his life without repenting. Uh, so he went to the police station and that's it. He, he said that, and it's just that that's part of a collection of he said 70,000 conversions based on that, that movie, The Passion of the Christ. And there are really, I, I have many stories here myself you know, of, uh, of, uh, of people who have converted. So in, in fact, that's it. That's, that's the teaching of the church that we are uh, our hearts, the catechism says, our hearts are converted by looking at him whom our sins have pierced. Uh, the great love of, of Jesus Christ, whom we have heard from our sins. And in fact, the, um, all the graces, uh, as you were saying, uh, Mother Mary uh, gave birth to us there. So all the graces, uh, that pass from Jesus through Mary uh, reaches, uh, begins from that open side because the whole church is born according to catechism like Eve from Adam, from that open side. So it really has to be like the center and therefore that's why the divine mercy, and you were talking about the Lord of mercy, the divine mercy image is is Jesus Christ, the, the, the white and the red race coming from his uh, heart. No? Uh, and according to Saint, I think it's according to Jesus, no? uh, his eyes there in that image are the eyes that he has on the cross. Uh, so, uh, so that's important, really, uh, that we, we love that. No? And then the other thing, among the other points I wanted to say about the uh, the Jesus-centered life is what Pope Francis assessed as the uh, to touch the wounds of Christ in the people in need. Uh, there are many people 
um, around us in need, and Mother Teresa, who really loved the poor, said, okay, you have to start uh, where you are, <laughs> the people in need where you are. But of course, not right now, there's so many people in need outside of the family, outside of the community. We also try to find ways. Uh, since we are limited, uh, the this is the other thing from uh, from St. Faustina. I love uh, St. Faustina's uh, diary because there may, Jesus Christ told her be my secretary. So it's Jesus Christ uh, communicating with us in the modern world. And uh, he told her so many people want to do corporal works of mercy, but they don't have resources or they have possibilities. But Jesus told them, well, it's so easy to do spiritual works of mercy. It's, it's accessible to everyone. We can pray for the poor. Uh, when, um, when we pray to our Father, give us this day our daily bread. The Catechism says we have to pray for those in need. So that is a time to think of not just me, but the needs of everybody. And I think that's very important, especially now with so many people really need. And if we can do something, let's try to do something. Uh, that is uh, what uh, Pope Francis said, is to put the Paschal mystery in the center means to put the poor uh, in the center of our way. Uh, and of course, and I, I like to repeat that uh, the greatest poverty according to the popes and to Mother Teresa is not to know Christ. That is the greatest need of everybody. And the more we work on this thing of uh, the Jesus-centered advocacy of making people really center on Christ, well, the more we are helping them. And we are giving them, in fact, the best gift. In fact, that's the other quote. You know, my book is full of quotes because uh, I said, okay, the words of the popes and of the saints are better than mine. Uh, they're more important than my words. So, in fact, for one year of editing or one year and a half of editing, I was taking out some of my words when I would find a better quote no, or better words from the from the popes or the saints. No? And uh, this quote, I love it. It's written by Pope Francis when he went to the Philippines. Uh, the greatest uh, gift, a gift we can give uh, you know, is to give Jesus. Something, I mean, it's not the exact quote, but the greatest gift we can give is to give Jesus. So, Amen. yeah. Amen. <laughs> you know, and I think, uh, you know, listening to you, uh, Dr. Raul, it's, um, you have this confidence, you have this confidence, but it's a confidence because you're immersed in the writings of the saints and uh, you are passionate about sharing these writings. And uh, again, this is what, uh, if we try to write this, you know, there's all these human imperfections that come out in our writing. And I know even for myself, putting together a number of Fulton Sheen books, um, the less me, you know, the better. I always think of that scripture, may the Lord increase and may I decrease. And, uh, you know, uh, I, so many thoughts were coming to my mind as you were sharing, uh, you know, the connection of the passion. And of course, uh, especially, of course, we're talking about the Our Father and the words of Mother Teresa to minister to the poor. Uh, Mother Teresa's, uh, again, one of her main focus um, th that she, fo I'd like just to say, like if you go to any of her chapels that uh, the Sisters of Charity have, there's always Our Lord and the words I thirst. 
and uh, again, so powerful that she was trying to uh, satiate the thirst of our Lord and meeting him in the poor, meeting him in the marginalized. So uh, again, he's at the cross asking for a relationship with us. He's thirsting for that relationship. So uh, such a beautiful uh, inspiration, St. Uh, I always say St. Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, we also want to call her Mother Teresa, but uh, again, she has touched people all over the world. So uh, again, thank you for that sharing. Uh, I want to bring up on the screen, I know we're coming to our hour, is coming to a close pretty quickly here, but um, uh, I want to, of course, bring up the website one more time uh, to give people this opportunity to sign up for the conference. It's absolutely free. And uh, again, there are uh, what I like to call some bonus levels in the sense of, um, I know when you look through the website, you'll see there's an opportunity. Uh, there's a special $25 level uh, of sponsorship that you can sign up. And with that, you receive a copy of your book. Again, over 400 pages of beautiful meditations. You receive a digital library of all the talks, uh, the uh, videos and the MP3 talks. And, uh, you know, there's going to be uh, dozens and dozens of these talks and uh, it's called we call it an all access pass but it's money well spent uh, I always think of the money that people spend on gym memberships and uh, you know all this their uh, subscriptions to Netflix and so many other things uh, but to make a small investment in a digital library that will truly be something you can go back to. And as you said, there's this blend of young people and of course, seasoned veterans and, uh, you know, doctors that, uh, you know, can unpackage the scriptures for you. And um, again, I know that you've spent a great deal of time in study and um, you earned your letters, but um, again, it's always nice to have that blend of youth and energy and uh, the educated and the academics. And um, so it's all good. But uh, again, we encourage everyone to sign up for the conference. Uh, again, there is a lot to be uh, given to those who sign up at the uh, for the all access pass. So um, again, spend some time and look at the lineup and pray about it. And please join us for this conference. And of course, I love the sponsors of the conference. Uh, you're involved with an organization called Peref. And uh, for many people in North America, we're, we really don't know much about the, uh, the organization, but uh, you have a beautiful website that unpackages so much and talks about the schools and the history. Um, maybe you could spend a few moments talking about Peref and of course the university uh, that you're affiliated with that are also the sponsors of the conference. So uh, please share with us some of your joy. Yeah, the two, <clears throat> the two uh, institutions, Parents for Education Foundation and the University of Asia and the Pacific, uh, they are, uh, all of the both are connected to Opus Dei. Their uh, spiritual formation is entrusted priest of Opus Dei. No? But then the, uh, the Parents for Education Foundation, as the name implies, no? was uh, set up by parents. Okay? But, uh, and in fact, run by parents. The board is uh, composed of parents. No? And that's based on an insight of the founder of Opus Dei, Saint Jose Maria, who, whose uh, insights in the 1950s were quite revolutionary, I would say, because I attended a conference or a seminar in Harvard, the Harvard Graduate School of Education uh, some years ago. And like the big idea that they were saying is this is based on research, uh, which for me was astounding and said uh, the single most important 
um, strategy uh, to develop the children is to develop the adults in the school. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> the best way to help the kids is when we help the parents and the teachers to become great educators. And that's the insight of Sam. I was astounded when I heard that because uh, Sam Samia said in the school, parents first, teachers second, and students last. People say, should we be student centered? Uh, no, but in reality, this, uh, of course, we have to work for the kids. But if you help the parents become great teachers and then teachers to become great, of course, the kids will become great. So that's. Um, that's simple logic, but it's at times people don't see it. So, but that's uh, that's an insight which research has confirmed. Um, and uh, of course, uh, still people don't do a lot of that. So, parents for Education Foundation, we have uh, like tracks and uh, modules for parents. Uh, even they have to attend the course when they enter. And they are very much involved in the, uh, there is some, what is called is the mentoring of the kids. So each kid has a mentor, one-on-one -on -one mentor. And this mentor meets with the parents a uh, few times during the year, but he meets more with the kid um, uh, monthly or twice a month. And again, that's an insight of St. Jose Maria, uh, who said that the paramount means of formation is one-on-one -on -one spiritual direction or mentoring. Uh, of course, it's true. I mean, uh, each individual is unique. Each individual has strengths and weaknesses, so we cannot really come up with a, a cookie-cutter um, method for everyone. Uh, of course, there has to be a curriculum for everyone, but still, you have to understand uh, each child. Uh, in fact, I love also Stephen Covey's um, tenet, uh, seek first to understand before being understood. And uh, again, St. Jose Maria also said that uh, clarity more than giving is understanding. So it's, uh, so it's very important that we go to each one. Very good. Uh, yeah, no, and thank you for giving us a snapshot of what PEREF is and uh, that important balance of it's a, you know, they always talk about it's, you know, parents, family, students, community, but again, there is a pecking order. And of course, uh, if you put it in the right order, it works very well. And um, again, parents are the first educators of their children. So put an investment in the parents. It's very important. And um, I know the other sponsor that uh, has come on board is the university. And um, I know that you give a few classes and lectures at the university, but uh, I'm sure it's a blessed um, institution, I like to say. Uh, you know, it's an institution of higher learner, but high, higher learning, uh, but still uh, give us a little bit of insight of this university because, again, there's a lot of online education that's available and so much more. So uh, please share a little bit of your joy there at the university. Yeah. So the, like the foremost courses there, uh, because again, the founders were economists from Harvard, is uh, were uh, um, uh, economics, uh, economics as a course. And then the other one is the integrated marketing communications, uh, because again, 
it's important to uh, send the right messages uh, to everybody. Uh, so that's an important course. Uh, one course that is new there is uh, the law and governance. And uh, of course, it is, uh, it is a university that caters to the undergraduates almost. Um, and the, and uh, it has already, and it's, uh, it's just started in 1994. Of course, the, the origins hark back to the 1960s when these two economists came. But the Hush University started in 1994. And since then, it has gained so much prestige uh, all over the Philippines and all over uh, the Asia-Pacific area because of its connections. And uh, also, you know, the... Um, uh, well, we are affiliated with the University of Navarre uh, in Spain. And it has one of the best, if not, okay, you'd say the best, because the Financial Times, the Economist has ranked it several times as the number one uh, MBA school. No? This is Yese. Uh, um, Yese, which is in Barcelona. So we are affiliated with that, and they have been giving us also these management programs. Uh, and in fact, the from its beginning, since uh, it was started by this Harvard economist, it has also had a very strong, um, like, uh, how do you call that, a graduate program for the senior executives. So that is why it has helped a lot of these businesses in the Philippines from its early stages to have this corporate social responsibility uh, to uh, try to come up with policies you know, for uh, for the corporations and also for the government uh, because it's a think tank which has um, a lot of issues. So it's been able to help the country uh, develop. So, Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, again, uh, again, I always say this one saying, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Uh, Dr. Raul, you have some good friends, some good friends. So uh, thank you, of course, for sharing your joy of the conference, the Jesus Centered Life Conference, uh, the many sponsors that have come to shoulder up with you to, of course, share the gospel and to, of course, share tips on how Jesus can become the center of each and everyone's life. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, I, of course, uh, was just singing your praises by thinking of how Fulton Sheen uh, wrote, uh, I think, uh, almost a, uh, a couple years before you. But uh, again, uh, it's just great to see that the content you've included in your book is uh, very similar to some of the content in Fulton Sheen's books. And uh, when you were mentioning about the cross, I can, couldn't help but think of uh, the first book I put together. And again, I'll hold it up on the screen. Uh, the Cries of Jesus from the Cross. Uh, it's an anthology. This is seven of Sheen's books that he wrote on the seven last words. And uh, everything from uh, writing on the virtues, writing on the Beatitudes. Uh, Fulton Sheen was able to take the seven last words our Lord spoke from the cross and apply it to everyday life. And so uh, this book has been well received and I've been told it will be available soon uh, through Perusia. And uh, they're going to uh, carry this book along with the other book I held up earlier, 
Lord, teach us to pray. So um, again, I think the Holy Spirit has inspired me to say, let's put Fulton Sheen's best out there first. Uh, his writings on the cross, his writings on prayer, get those uh, writings re-released and put into distribution and the world will be a better place. So I'm happy to do that. But Perusia, of course, is uh, helping you a great deal, uh, Dr. Raul, with your publication. And of course, it's available. Uh, your Jesus-centered uh, book is available through Perusia. And uh, so I think uh, we're bo both very happy to know that uh, we have people behind us helping us to get the message out, which is so, so good. Uh, again, I want to thank you uh, for joining me today on Hungry for More. And I think we just scratched the surface a little bit. So we invite everyone to uh, visit the website. Again, the, co the conference is sponsored by our good friends at Smart Catholics. And so, uh, again, we invite you to join us uh, at the beginning of December for the Jesus-Centered Life Conference. So uh, we're going to end, as we always do, in prayer with our asking for the intercession of the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen to assist us. And so I'll have my producer, Kent Kolhoski, bring up this beautiful picture of Fulton Sheen up on the screen. And so please join me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, you alone grant us every blessing in heaven and on earth through the redemptive mission of your divine Son, Jesus Christ, and by the working of the Holy Spirit. If it be according to your will, glorify your servant, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, by granting the favor we now request through his prayerful intercession. And here we pray for the success of the Jesus-Centered Life Conference and uh, the work of Paref. And we make this prayer confidently through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everyone, thank you for joining me for this edition of Hungry for More. Remember, we're in the season of Advent, and uh, of course, uh, for many of you who have been following uh, my Advent series, I've been going through the book, Lord Teach Us to Pray, on my YouTube channel, and we've been going through uh, the book every day, uh, kind of our Advent journey, and uh, also uh, recorded 45 of Bishop Sheen's Christmas inspiration meditations, and uh, they're three to five minutes long, so uh, just click on the link and enjoy uh, some of those Christmas meditations. So we're here to uh, put Jesus at the center of our life, and uh, the saints will point us to Jesus. So, uh, but most importantly, the Blessed Mother will help assist us and point us to Jesus. So let us go to her. Everyone, until next time, may the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you kindly and bring you peace. Uh, Dr. Uh, Raul, thank you for coming on Hungry for More. And uh, please, uh, I'm sure there's uh, a few people you'd like to say hello to and thanks. So please, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, just thank you to everybody for listening here. And uh, please uh, I, to join us. You can just have you just have to Google the word "smart Catholics" and "Jesus-centered life." And you will be there at the conference. It's for free. Uh, and uh, of course, for thank you to you, uh, Alan, for inviting me, and to Kent, and uh, everybody who's been helping set this up, and uh, people helping to set up our conference. 
so it's been um, it was uh, how do you call this uh, endorsed by the uh, CBCP, which is the Catholic Bishops Conference of the Philippines. Uh, it is the Episcopal Commission for uh, Catechesis and Catholic uh, Education because you know uh, our country is celebrating our 500th anniversary of Christianity. Uh, it's 2021, and since it's Advent in the for Catholics, our year starts now. So this is like the gateway, and, and uh, the the uh, the CBCP, the, uh, the bishops conference, has said that uh, inviting everyone to join this rare opportunity uh, given by divine providence to help us thank our Lord for the 500th anniversary of Christianity in the Philippines. And I would add that in reality, Christianity is Christ. So we celebrate the coming of Christ to our country, which, as you have said, Alan has been so missionary in trying to help the world also become Christ-centered. Very good. Very good. And I'll say to you, salamat. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, everyone, we look forward to seeing you next week on Hungry for More. And so until that time, stay hungry, stay holy, and we'll see you again on the Fiat Ministry Network. God love you. Are you looking for a way to deepen your prayer life and faith this Advent season? A Contemplative Las Posadas by Bill Snyder is a novena that offers reflections based on the traditional Mexican devotion that reenacts the journey of Saint Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The ecclesiastically approved devotional is available for purchase for only $4.99 on our website, patchworkheart.org, or emailing info at patchworkheart.org.